25 years on the PGA Tour and a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Jay Delsing brings you his perspective on one of the world's greatest games as a professional golfer and network broadcaster. It's the game that connects the pros and the average Joes. Brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Golf with Jay Delsing is now on 101 ESPN. Good morning, St. Louis. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Delsing. I'm here with my buddy, longtime friend, Caddy, John Perlis. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to be here. Exciting to get rolling on another uh, Jay Delsing golf show. Before we get into golf, you want to just tell everybody where the hell you've been the last couple yeah. days? Yeah, well, I did a little fishing down in Red Lake, Southern Illinois. want to give the guys a plug that uh, took, took us fishing. Great guys, Nick and Bob from Red Lake. Fishing guys, what are you laughing about? We caught a, we caught like seventy five crappie in two hours. I see they're good friends. Of yours. <laughs> I want to make sure I get their names right. I was looking for his last name, Schaefer. Awesome. I call him Nick or Bob. I don't call him Schaefer normally. Okay, okay, we're good. So we we're kept good. like twenty two of them. Going to fry those puppies up uh, Thursday evening and uh, looking forward to it. Fantastic. How, who caught what? How many? You're you're the best fisherman. I know. I have to say the guide caught most, but I uh, caught a couple. Very different fishing. Uh, I don't know if anybody's fished in uh, Wren Lake, but there's an awful lot of bushes all the way around the whole lake, and, you've, and you're fishing right in the middle of these things, and it's, and it's unique. I have fished a lot, but I've never fished like this before, and it's interesting, and it's a lot of fun. So if you hit your ball in the lake and it just goes barely in, could you get it out? I've tried that. <laughs> sometimes you can. Yeah. Sometimes you can. But you might catch a fish yes, in there. Okay. Yeah, well, we formatted the show like a round of golf. So the first, uh, this first segment is called On the Range. And um, let's give a, just a general overview of what we're going to talk about today, Pearl. We're going we're gonna to visit, like we do each week, with Justin Hoagland down at Golf Tech. Uh, this is the second in a three-part series on the importance of getting custom-fit clubs. Mm-hmm. So let's go on to Justin right now. This series is really um, you know, to, 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 devoted to the main reasons it's so important to get fitted. Look, a golf swing is very much like a fingerprint. No two swings are alike. And, and having the proper set of clubs that fit your body and swings is very important. Simply simply put, getting fit for the right set of clubs can really maximize the game and help shoot lower scores. That's what it's all about. And so here's some of the reasons why club fitting is so important for every golfer. Number one, um, the main reason really is, is that there's different body characteristics, different types of players. Uh, with body types that need to be fitted accordingly to the golf club. And as we in- instructors have been taught, a golf swing starts from the ground up, and there are several body characteristics that affect how you swing the club, such as height and weight and leg strength and hip rotation and shoulder strength and arm strength, posture, overall flexibility, etc. And if clubs aren't fit for a player, oftentimes the, the body will try to compensate for those improperly fitted clubs. For example, you and I are very tall. I'm 6'4", you're 6'5", and you and I would be forced to slouch or dress, for example, uh, and, and thus change our posture and our swing to accommodate a shorter club. And the same would go for, go for a shorter individual with a longer set of clubs, so a lot of which we see in juniors when they get started, by the way. Uh, but, you know, getting the shaft and its aspects to match the player and, and uh, it, it is 80% of the fitting process, and the other 20% is, is to get the, uh, the basic and loft and, and the grip correct for the player. So, um, you know, we at Golf Tech really enjoy the fitting process, and we want, we want everyone to remain very educated on, on the importance of it before we get going with instruction, preferably. That's great stuff, Justin. Thank you so much. Um... Still have to mention this event that we did May 3rd. I know it's been long past. The On God Arts Hotel, such a cool place. Great place. Valentino Dixon, we did an event for Art Unleashed, and I had the pleasure of interviewing Valentino. And um, I met a lot of people in my life, and he is just as genuine and has an aura about him that very few do, and I was just... um, it was just a great evening. You did a fantastic job interviewing him. Thank you. Did you enjoy it? I did. I threw my notes away and tried to just talk to him. That's and you. That's perfect for you to throw your notes away. Yeah, I love that. I, I know. I I, um, I had some encouragement encouragement from a friend and a glass of wine, and so it was. Uh, <laughs> no, it was it was all really. Well, you good. had a good crowd. I heard you had like ninety to hundred people in that fantastic uh, hotel. What what surprised you by any of his answers, Jay? 
how real he is. Uh, he's just so authentic. You know, as the older I get, that's what I want to be. I just don't want to get caught up in like I have so many times in my life and with uh, stuff and thinking this is important and that's important. And uh, this is so the thing that came that I that that uh, the biggest thing my takeaway was I'm more pissed off at what happened to him than he is. Yeah. He truly doesn't have any. No grudge held, no animosity, and and he's like, I want to move on. I'm like, yeah, you would think you would want to, but it take. I would think it'd take a heck of an effort to uh, get over something like that. But he's obviously done it, and flourished. And you can tell that he's sincere that he has gotten there. You can tell somebody's kind of trying to fake fake it through and say, oh yeah, I got it behind me. This guy seemed to have done it, and he certainly made an impression on the people that uh, you and him were. Uh, Having your conversation in front of yeah, I mean, I mean, you can pull this up. Um, give you a, give myself a little plug for my social media outlets. Um, the website jdelsingolf.com will host the shows, and uh, you can contact me there, Jay at jdelsingolf.com. My Twitter handle is at jdelsing. Facebook golf with Jay Delsing. I sound like a pretty much like a so, social media magnet, <laughs> don't I? Uh, my Instagram is at golf with Jay Delsing. But the reason uh, the Facebook has uh, Drew at BYK Digital and his uh, team uh, has been just a phenomenal partner of mine and helped me so much because I am social media illiterate and mm-hmm. they have done a great job. He's uh, here with us now. We're live streaming at Facebook and we we had the entire thing live streamed uh, from the On God and um, we had almost 300 live hits, I think, that have watched it are, awesome. I don't know if a live hit's even a thing. Is that a thing? I you know more about it. I nodded, I nodded, not, I thought it was. Not, okay, yeah. cool. That's kind of like, over there shaking his no, head. It's so not I'm not sure so. he's just, it doesn't matter. He's fed up with us or he's saying no. It's and one we, of the two. We have the disclaimer on this show that we get our facts <laughs> close. 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 So it is Facebook <laughs> and it was live and that's enough. Uh, <laughs> I want to tell you about the Fisher House Golf Tournament. It's going to be June 6th down in Forest Park and it benefits veterans as a home away from home for, for them and their families. Uh, their motto is kind of our greatest national treasure is the men and women serving our country and their loved ones. So the Fisher House Golf Tournament, June 6th down at Forest Park, and you can go to the Fisher House uh, website uh, if you want to be involved. Uh, Pearl, we got to talk about 101st PGA Championship. The 100th was here in town last year. For Spectacular m- event. For me, it was Tiger Woods' mm-hmm. Staking claim to the tour again, mm-hmm. you know, um, and now there's all sorts of banter back and forth, but they're saying he's the favorite going in, and um, Beth Page is a beast. It is long, it is tight, it's cold. One thing has to be talked about. I think it's a cool idea and a good idea that they moved the PGA Championship into May, but the problem with it is the challenge is you go to those northern courses, so they're up in Long Island right now, could get anything. 40s and rain. Yeah, it could, could happen could, every could. day. And if I'm going to just say now, if it doesn't warm up, Tiger's not going to be a factor. His body's not going to handle that. I don't think his days. body will hold up. But no Jay, way. wasn't one of the kind of things that came of the last time they played at Beth Page. Bunch of the fields kind of eliminated just, it is. just from the distance yep. and those types of things. If you can't smash it out of the rough and you can't smash it just to get to the fairway in some cases. I remember last time they had... I don't know, 10, 20% of the field couldn't even reach some of the fairways from the, from the back tees. And you're right, Pearl, and they had inclement weather. Hmm. So that didn't help. But you also have to remember Tiger won there in 2002. So it's the whole generation of those tour players are gone. I don't know if there's anybody that short well, anymore. It's, it's, than... it's, it's classic, though, because you, you know Brooks is going to be hot if Tiger's favored. Yeah. Brooks, just had, Brooks just had a fantastic... Wait a Meat, is that you? <laughs> You're in a monologue. Turn your radio off. What was that? No, anyway. Uh, Tiger just, or Brooks just had a fantastic um, Byron Nelson. Yep. Uh, right. And and did all kinds of things spectacular. I think he got cold with his putter a little bit here and there. Otherwise, he was all over that thing. So I think he's kind of rounding in the form. Tiger doesn't even play. Brooks is rounding in the form and just about wins. And then Tiger's the, uh, the favorite again. And Brooks so doesn't you, get any mention. Never does. Know, and I wish he would just totally embrace that. Sometimes... Yep. Because I think he's a pretty cool guy, and he's kind of a tough guy. Just, Same just stuff. Igno- yeah, I wouldn't mess with him. But just, <laughs> just go with it and enjoy that. That if if that's who you are, and you're the underdog, play that up. Lucas Glover, a good buddy of mm-hmm. ours, won the U.S. Open in 2009 up there at Beth Page Black, and um, 
Yeah, so um, yeah, we got a lot of great stuff on the show. I want to. Uh, we're going to have an interview from uh, Hall of Famer, great guy, St. Louis Blues. You know, uh, man, he whenever anybody needs anything from the Blues, he's always involved in the community. We're talking about Bernie Federko. He's a great guy. I know it's a golf show, but it's almost impossible to be around town and not not be over the moon with what the Blues are doing. Absolutely, I mean, glued to this great. Uh, up and down team that we have and um, lots of great stories so we're going to get to hear from Bernie and uh, we also got to get to hear from an old friend Carol Frommuth who formed the AJ AGT Accelerated Golf Tour. Uh, Carol was running the PGA Junior Championships uh, when I was a kid and so uh, she's really dedicated to be in that game for that long of a time that's that's awesome she's had to see an awful lot of great players uh, come through the area and she's uh Got to get some credit for helping develop those players. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll be hearing from Carol at the uh, 19th hole. And um, you know what? That's going to do it for our On the Range segment. Um, we're going to take a short break. Please stay with us. We're going to move to the front nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Doster, Olam, and Boyle LLC are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. The firm was started in January 2015 by Mike Doster, Jess Olam, and John Boyle, three veterans of the St. Louis real estate, banking, commercial, and corporate legal landscape. The firm was founded on the shared view that success should be measured by client and community satisfaction, not profits for partner. The firm's focus is on business, real estate, corporate, finance, and restructuring, and succession planning. Since its founding in 2015, Doster, Olam, and Boyle have been involved in real estate, business, and corporate transactions with a combined value in excess of over $1 billion. For decades, Doster, Olam, and Boyle lawyers have been recognized as leaders in their practice areas by their peers. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC. Extraordinary talent, ordinary people. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. Spring is here, and if you're in the market for a new home, you've got to call my friend Joe Schieser at USA Mortgage. He's been a loan officer for 26 years here in St. Louis. He's closed over $500 million worth of loans and specializes in pairing the right loan program for each borrower. He has unique loans for first-time borrowers as well, for VA loans for veterans, uh, no-cost loans and for refinances, and cash-out opportunities to pay off credit card debt or to make some home improvements. Don't pass up the chance to improve your financial position while the rates are still low. I'm actually in the process of trying to go from a 30-year fix to a 15-year fix, and it's all because of Joe. Call Joe at 314-628-2015 today. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company is proud to be an official sponsor of 101 ESPN's newest show, Golf with our friend Jay Delsing. Just like Jay, Urban Chestnut is born right here in St. Louis. With three local brewing and restaurant locations, you won't travel far to sample straight from the source. If you're heading out to the links this weekend or if you're just in the mood for a classic German-style beer, grab a four-pack of our fresh, refreshing Zwickel Bavarian Lager wherever craft beers are sold. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, St. Louis, Missouri. Prost! You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. You can find Jay online at jdelsinggolf.com. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Jay and John here uh, to bring you this segment we call The Front Nine. Please reach out to us with your questions, comments, anything golf-related at jay at jdelsinggolf.com. That's J-A-Y at J-A-Y-D-E-L-S-I-N-G-G-O-L-F.com. And each week, Pearlie reads out a question or comment, and uh, once that's selected, you receive Golf or Two at Gateway National Compliments of Walters Golf Management. And this week we have Tom. Tom writes, I'm astounded at the players on the PGA Tour and their ability to concentrate for five-plus hours during a very stressful and competitive round of golf. Sometimes we're out there for six hours. Sometimes we're out there for about four and a half hours. But he's right. Anything after four, it's meltdown time. I cannot seem to concentrate for more than two minutes at a time. How do they do it, and can you help me? That's a great question. That's that's a great question, Tom, and thanks for listening. Um, that's one of the things that is the most misunderstood part of professional golf. I mean, let's just give them an example. So I'll hit one off the first tee. They announce, you know, we've done our practicing, all the prep, right? Now the tournament begins, yep. or the round begins. I hit off the first tee, and we're walking down the first fairway, and what are you and I talking about? 
fishing or traveling or setting up our Canadian fishing trip or some kind of a joke uh, or something like that. Or, or something weird that happened yes, in the sports world the night before. has nothing to do with your swing or your game or anything like that. And we have had the time or two when we do discuss my swing or something like that. How do those times usually go? Not, not that good. Not yeah, that you got you to gotta, focus when you're over the ball, when you're into the shot. And you got to let it go other than that, or you are going to way wear yourself down. Yeah, and so that's what Tom's feeling. So yeah. what it is, Tom, it's a, it's short intervals of getting in and then getting out. And when you're in, you need to be completely in and focused on what you're doing and where you want the ball to go, and then and then get out. Because as John says, meltdown time, your brain's going to get tired, man. You're just going to have uh, such a difficult time focusing on what you want uh, what you want and where you want the ball to go. And if if you don't get out, you might be able to get through nine holes and then you're just going to, you know, you're going to be fried. But part of the question, too, I mean, we can we can extend it. Yeah, it's five hours that you're out there, but it's also four days. So, you know, let alone the travel, let alone maybe out there three, four, five, six weeks, who knows? And so if you don't have a good feel for this and let it go, let alone let it go at the end of the round, and if it's constant grind... Uh, it doesn't work. I remember Bob Rotella talked to you about grinding in golf. That's, that's what I was just going to say. So think about it. So when you think of the word grind, I think of a really hard substance Friction. forced against another substance, and they're both getting smaller. They're both wearing away at each other. Why would that be something we want to do? Like I hear MLB managers talk about it. I hear hockey players going, we're grinding it out. And I would love for that vernacular to just be tossed away and go of course you're not going to give up yeah who's going to give up the guys in the you know they're, 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 nobody in the nhl is going to give up you're going to keep going you're going to keep trying to do what you do but that word grind just seems to want to like it's going to wear something out yeah. you know i'm going to feel like and so um you, you just want to really stay focused on what what you want to do there's another point to this too pearl if you try too hard this doesn't work. This right. whole concentration thing doesn't work. There has to be this, oh, man, it's almost like I've, I've got to um, get myself. So for me, I knew that I would play my best if I had my mind in a position that got me to be as relaxed as possible. No question for you. No question. But I think that's with a lot of, a lot of players. You know, just last week, Matt Every, they were talking about him, about how not to, what was it, care so much about his shots. Now, that's in the same line of what we're talking about here with Tom's question. So that grinding, that caring too much, go do what you can do. Be excited about it. Have a real clear picture in your head what you want to do, a clear image of what the ball is actually going to do so you, your body can kind of plug into that. But at the end of the day, you don't have control of it after it leaves the face. That's exactly what I was going to say. When the ball leaves the face of the driver, the irons, the pitches, the bunker shots, the putter, the only thing you can control is how you react right. to, what, to what's going to happen. Of course, it's not going to always go where you want. That's what, what Every's really talking about there. And it was a great – everybody that's ever played golf for more, on tour for more than five or ten years has tried to quit being so critical of, you know, it's, you know this ball goes – in an area where you don't want it to go, and all of a sudden you start, oh, you know, self negative self-talk, beat yourself up, beat you up, caddies get abused, it's the whole deal. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, back to Rotella for a second. What was his book? Uh, it's not Golf's Not a Game of Perfect. Yeah. And that's part of the whole attitude of understanding it. By the way, here's the best players in the world, and I think the best of the best is hitting 12, 13 greens per round on average for the year. That's right. the best of the best. So the average guy's hitting whatever that comes out to, 11, 11 and a half, maybe even in the 10-something. So the best in the world, at their best, because they're on the tour, are missing whatever that comes to, 35 40% of the greens. And then we, I wouldn't say you, because you're one of them, I'm not, we go out there and have these expectations when we miss a couple of greens, like how could that possibly happen? Right. Well, the best players in the world are missing the darn greens. And one of my favorite lines of all time uh, came from Greg Norman talking about this, and he said that his favorite time, and back to that attitude, so you know he talked himself into this, was how low could he shoot when he wasn't on his game, when his swing wasn't in rhythm right. and things like that. And he said, if I could go out there and really keep my act together and have the right attitude, and I could shoot a 64, 65 when I couldn't find the club face. Now, that's awesome. 
because you're not going to find a club face for 72 holes. So if you can have the mindset and still be well under par and even maybe picking up your lead when you don't have your game, now all of a sudden you're feeling pretty good about the week. Yeah, it's great stuff. The bottom line, Tom, you got to get your mind in a certain spot to help you get what you want and to be nice to yourself. Relax a little bit in between those shots. Look um, at the birds. Listen to the birds. Look, count the grass petals. See some flowers out there, Tom. Take it easy on yourself. Right. Hmm. What did you do when your rounds weren't going well? Stomped and stewed. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, I went back and forth because I worked with that sports psychologist yep. for a while, uh, Dr. Ogilvy, and he was absolutely fantastic. And I think this is a great example. And I think you would vouch for this. When I did that stuff, I got to be pretty darn good. Real good. And for some reason... All-American, is that any good? It was good for me. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's When I could good. stick with that, plus, boy, was it, that, was it more fun. You just had, <laughs> I don't want to just be playing better, but yeah, you no just kidding. had a different calm about it. it right. There just wasn't this, this different stress level, and you could kind of start feeling that, you know, the opposite of grind might be flow. Yeah, there's just panic. Get... Excuse me, there's just panic and judgment the other way. You know, it's almost like a, what? Why did I do that? You know, when you get, oh, man, it's, that's tough. But that's also how we grew up. Yeah. Both of our fathers, were, yeah. were, certainly my dad was a grinder. Yeah. And that's how he played golf. Yeah. That's how he played pretty much all sports. They yeah. thought that was kind of the end thing. Oh, you got to grind this out. And I love what you said a, a couple minutes ago. It's not like you're not going to keep trying. We're not giving it up. But we're going to do what we have control of. Yeah. We have control of identifying the lie, identifying the shot that we want to hit, uh, get into our pre-shot routine have the the visual of the golf ball and then finish with a nice big full finish hold it and then go find the thing and if you can't find it tell your caddy where in the heck did that thing go? go if you don't have a caddy just you find don't have a caddy you're not, you don't have to worry about half this problem <laughs> all right well we man we 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 dragged tom and his idea down the road that was, that was really, a, that really was a great good question, stuff though. yeah really good stuff well, let's go to this um interview that i had with um nhl hall of famer and great golfer he is a great golfer, single-digit handicapper, Bernie Federko. And if you look down at the Blues statistics and their, their records, uh, you see Bernie Federko's name on almost every one of them. And uh, I'm also just privileged to be able to say you're my friend. So, Bernie, thanks so much for joining me. Jay, couldn't be happier to be with you. Man, we're, we're, we're taping this interview, and we just had uh, – just the fiasco last night at Enterprise Center with the hand pass that led to Carlson's second goal of the game. And, um, Bernie, you know, so much about what we're doing on this show is talking about the mental challenges of sports and even life because they kind of cross over. You've been through these wars before. How do you handle this as a player? Well, you just have to let it go, Jay. It's like everything else. I mean, there is human error. No matter how happy or unhappy you are with a certain situation or a certain call, you just uh, can't do anything about it. And I think that's something that you have to try to learn as early as you can is that you have no control over certain things in the game. And when something happens, you have to be able to put it in the past and concentrate on, on what you have to do in the future. And I think that's what has to happen for, for both teams right now because I think both the Blues and the Sharks, so the Sharks probably think they got a great break and is this going to be used against them in the next game or two? And the Blues think, hey, maybe you're going to get some, some better calls uh, after something like that happens. So I think both teams just have to kind of forget what happened, uh, start all over again. The Blues still not out of this by any means. They're only down by uh, one game. They just have to make sure they concentrate in, on game four and get the job done in that. And, Bert, you've been involved with St. Louis Blues hockey for almost since the, you know, since the league, the team came into the league. And um, uh, you, you've, you've been in, instrumental in keeping the sort of flame uh, uh, lit here in St. Louis. I, I didn't realize how much bad hockey we've seen over the years until you see a team like this play and how hard they play, Bernie. It's just incredible. That's been the key, really, to their year. I mean, I think we can go back to, really, January 1st. For whatever reason, things were not going well before then. It seems like they were not playing for each other. They weren't playing as a team. And for whatever reason, uh, everything came together. Now, whether it was Bennington being called up was probably part of it. He, he got his start and started giving them some real real good goal, solid goaltending. Goal and I think maybe Craig Berube, um, I guess his coaching style and his uh, uh I guess antics started to, to, click, to click to the rest of the players, and they all of a sudden they started playing for each other. And, yes, they outwork teams. They find a way to win hockey games. And I think that's like 
uh, everybody in sport always says, I mean, if there's a will, there's a way. And I don't think there was much of a will for the first two or three months of, of the uh, season. Uh, it wasn't that they were, uh, you know, not trying to win hockey games. It's just things were, where the will was not there for everybody to be on the same page and, and try to get the same job done. And then all of a sudden it came together. And now it doesn't matter if they're down uh, by a goal or two or they're up by a goal or two. They still have that will. They still play for each other and with each other. And I, I really believe that's why, uh, they've been so successful. They, they outwork teams. They outwill other teams, and uh, that's why they find themselves in the third round of the playoffs and hopefully beyond. It's interesting, Bern, the mix of players that we have on this team, isn't it, with young, really, really young players like Robert Thomas and et cetera, and then a, a bunch of veterans. It's a it's a nice mixture. Uh, the, the, the chemistry seems to be really good here. Well, chemistry comes from a good mix, uh, as we all know. And, and, you know, there's really not one – person that they really rely on and of course they have a couple of obviously stars in Tarasenko and in O'Reilly but it's not just them that have to play I mean uh, Schwartz has all of a sudden chipped in and started playing like we felt that he could play all season long which is one of those years for him where nothing seemed to go right but uh, if, it's, if it's not that line then it's, there's Shen you know, coming to, to the forefront or it's, as you mentioned the third line the Robert Thomas at 19 years old has been spectacular I mean you get a big goal or two from Pat Maroon, the local boy that, that came back to St. Louis. I mean, Bozak has been good. Then you look at the fourth line, what they've done in Sundquist and, and Barbara Shevenstein. And, uh, you know, when you when you have depth like that, I guess you can score in all four lines. I think that's uh, really been a, a, a great uh, way to put your team together. And I don't think that we've seen that on the Blues team for uh, quite a quite a while, where, where you've had four teams, that have, four lines that have been able to roll and score goals, and then you add the defense that has played so well. Jumping into the play, I love the style that they played, whether uh, that's something a little more aggressive that Craig Berube has wanted out of his defense to join the rush and uh, pinch along the boards and, and have that good forecheck. But uh, they've all come together, and they outwork teams, they outwill teams, and that's uh, another big reason why this team has been so successful. Burn, how big a loss will Vince Dunn be if he's unable to play the rest of the series? Well, it's always hard to, to to miss a key player. I mean, Vince has played very well all season long. I mean, he's again, he's a very offensive-minded defenseman. Uh, ended the year with ten goals, scored a big goal the other night in, in San Jose, and and those are things though that you you have to overcome. Again, just goes back to what we talked about the refereeing. You don't have control over calls that are made on the ice like that. You don't have control over injuries. Now they're going to happen. I mean, it's a physical sport. Um, in fact, I'm quite surprised that the Blues have really been almost injury-free. I mean, Gunnarsson got hurt for a little bit, but he's ready probably to come back, and he'll probably even be able to step into the role where uh, Vince Dunn, uh, you know, would, would uh, if Vince Dunn is not able to play in the next game or two or whatever it is. But uh, uh, some guys are irreplaceable, and, and Vince plays a different style. Do the Blues have a player that does play that style? I'm not sure if they do. Maybe, uh, you know, Renke has been called up from the minors. He's been here. Uh, he's an offensive-minded defenseman that played college last year that uh, had a pretty good year in San Antonio this year. So, yeah, I mean, again, you have depth in your organization. You have the depth by position, and um, you can't really always replace them because the best players are always playing here when they're here. But when somebody gets hurt, you have to rely on somebody else, and that's what the Blues are going to have to do if Dunn is not able to play. Well, that wraps up the front nine. We're going to take a pause for a moment so you can hear from some of the folks that help support us here at Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Are you looking for a golf training facility and PGA pros to help you out year-round? Make sure you get to Golf Tech. They've been in St. Louis since 2007 and have three convenient locations to serve you. They've got state-of-the-art video equipment, and you can take your lesson home with you and replay it as much as you'd like. Start with a golf swing evaluation for only $125 and let a Golf Tech coach customize a game plan for you. 314-721-GOLF. You can find them online as well, golftechcom St. Louis. Play better. Swing better. Golf Tech. I got a big shout out and a thank you to Whitmore Country Club for supporting my golf show. I don't know if you know, Whitmore Country Club has 72 holes of golf. There's a 24-hour fitness center and has a extremely large pool complex. This is a family-friendly country club to belong to. There's a kids club in the main clubhouse right near the fitness center. There are golf leagues, skinned game Members, tournaments, couples, events are available all year long. If you join at Whitmore, you also get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, 
and the Golf Club of Wentzville. And the cart fees are already included in that membership. There are no food or beverage minimums, no assessments. Go out and see my friend Bummer out in the clubhouse. He is an absolute jewel and a wonderful guy that will tell you all you need to know. Or you can call Whitmore at 636-926-9622. After 25 years on the PGA Tour, Jay Delsing takes you behind the scenes from the eyes of a pro. Now back to more golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay, and I've got my favorite caddy and buddy, John Perlis, here with me. And join us as we head to the back nine. Golf with Jay Delsing is brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. There's 72 holes of golf at Whitmore Country Club. Complimentary golf at the Whitaker Courses, Missouri Bluffs, Links of Dardeen, and Golf of Wentzville, with cart fees included in that membership at Whitmore. There's no food or beverage minimums, no assessments, a 24-hour fitness center, a huge pool complex. There's tennis courts if you're tired of playing golf. There's year-round social calendar holiday parties, picnics, date night, live music, a kids' club so you can drop your children off. You and your wife can go, or girlfriend can go play golf or go have dinner, and much, much more. This is a family-friendly atmosphere, a wonderful staff, and you've got to go into the golf shop and say hello to our friend who's been on the show. Bummer Barry. He is just a terrific guy, and he will be available to answer any questions you have about golf or anything. Just about anything else. <laughs> yeah, you got to go see Bummer. So um, you want to call them, you can reach them at 636 926 9622. And now let's hear the rest of the interview with Hall of Famer Bernie Federko. We've had so much fun together <laughs> since I've known, known you. Well, one of the most the best times in my life was when you got inducted in 2002 to the NHL Hall of Fame. It's just fantastic. We've also been together for World Series championship uh, parties and celebrations. What would a Stanley Cup celebration look like in this town? I can only imagine in the back of my head what it would be like. Because I've been, obviously, I've been here for over 40 years now. And, I mean, the team has been here over 50 years. And the fans, I mean, uh, it amazes me, Jay. I still sit up uh, you know, in our booth and look around and, and there's season ticket holders that I've seen that, that uh, have been sitting in the same seats for, for years and years. Um, those are the people that, that I would be so excited for. I mean, there, there's so many diehard St. Louis Blues fans and you're one of them. <laughs> I, oh, I just love the game. I, I, you know what? I, I really believe that uh, this will be one of the biggest celebrations that, that the city will ever have. I mean, uh, we all know what it was like to see uh, the Cardinals uh, when they've had their uh, World Series and they've had their parades and we saw it once with the with the Rams when they, when they won but uh, that was almost like a transplanted team that moved from uh, California to St. Louis. So when you look at the Blues, I mean this is a team that's been born and raised here since 1967, and we still have a lot of those fans that were in, in the stands those first years. So I can only imagine how fantastic it would be. I don't think it'll be a one day celebration. I got a feeling it would be a week or ten days. Uh, before everybody finishes celebrating a Stanley Cup parade. There, there's an awful lot of pent-up, uh, uh, party-minded people that are waiting for that to happen. I know I'm one of them, and uh, <laughs> it, 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 will, it will be so, it'll be something else. Well, let's talk a little bit, just kind of transition to golf a little bit. Folks, Bernie's a great golfer. I know you've been scratched before in your life and, and single digits all of your life. Bernie, one of the things that um, I, I want to talk, want you to talk about a little bit, please, is um, – the mindset that you had playing hockey, I know your 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 time in the NHL was different. It was much more physical. You actually literally had to keep your head on a swivel so someone didn't literally take your head off. But the the mindset of of when things are going well, what you did, when things are going poorly, what you did, and how you've experienced golf. I mean, you know, one of the things that people talk about is, you know, man, you miss a, those first couple three-footers and what happens – on the very next hole, you wind up with a three-footer. Compare some of that stuff with hockey and, and the great game of golf, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, I think really all the sports, not just hockey, uh, but I think all the sports are really similar in, in, in that respect, is that, I mean, repetition is, is what you try to do. I mean, you practice every day. I mean, we practice every day of our lives playing hockey. I mean, uh, to go from forehand to backhand with a puck to, to catch a pass or to take a shot, it, it became almost – 
instinct because you did it so many times and uh, you try to get those instincts to the point where uh, you don't really have to think about what you're doing. It's just always a reaction. And um, I think I've always thought about that, you know, with the golf swing, the same thing. I mean, I knew what I had to do when I was playing hockey. I mean, if, if I needed to make a saucer pass, I mean, it was already in my brain that uh, this is what I had to do in, in that situation. This is uh, what, how I elevated the puck. This is how I, I shot it. If I had to pull it in, whether it was a wrist shot or a slap shot, it's, it's always it's not just a technique. It's in your mind to know exactly what you're going to do. And I've always tried to take that to the golf course too. I mean, uh, I would try to have one swing thought or whatever it is. And um, if it's not going good, you still got to go back to what your you know mindset is, what, what your um, tendency, what your, I guess your, your, um, you know, muscle control is, is, is in your mind tells you that, that, that this is the reaction that you're, you're you need. This is the, the, uh, what your muscles are going to react to uh, because of the repetition that you've done that. So, um, I really strongly believe that no matter if it's going good, you still got to remember what made you uh, good and continue to try to do it. But if things are going bad, you still have to have it in your mind that you know that, hey, something's off a little bit here now. I've got to go back in my mind and there's something I need to correct. And once you find it, and I think your body and your mind usually correct it themselves and uh, you go back to, to doing what you're supposed to do to, to, to make the, the right swing or to, to knock the right putt in. And uh, I mean, again, and I, I really believe you can't really get down. And it's hard. It's easier. I mean, you, you all people know it's easier said than done is that, you know what, the, the hole gets awful small out there uh, sometimes when you're putting. But again, if you're hitting good putts, eventually they're going to go in. And I think the same way uh, with guys that are in slumps right now. I mean, I think we talked about J.D. Schwartz all season long. Uh, he couldn't score a goal. It would not go in. He was getting all kinds of chances. Puck's not going in. All of a sudden now in the playoffs, He's got as, almost as many goals, nine as he had in the play, regular season. In 70 games, he, he only had 11 goals. But it, it's still, I think it's always, you know, don't get down to yourself. Uh, you know, stay within the game that you're playing. And uh, I really believe that eventually you keep getting those chances. You keep doing the things that you, you, that you need to do. The repetition in your mind with your body, it, it's, it's, it's eventually going to start happening the right way. You know, Bern, you knew my dad. My dad was a professional baseball player, and he was even older school than you and I. But, you know, some of the things that he, he would say was, you know, you, you don't want to think because you hurt the ball club. And what you're saying is we've, we've done so much practicing that you really just almost want to react to the situation that's happening in front of you. And golf is a lot that way, but people don't look at it that way, Burn, because there's so much time. You know, nobody you, – you had to get a slap shot off or else you had a defenseman that might come over there and, you know, and, and completely wipe you out of the play. But golf isn't like that because of the time. Yeah, and I, and I think golf is harder that way because I think that because of the time, you have more time to – think you don't have just to react because someone's going to run you over you know that you better shoot quickly or 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 the goalie's going to get back and going to be able to stop it if you, if you give them enough chance to get across and i think golf i think it's got to be so much more methodical but i still in, you know in my own golf game um i really believe that you know it's not all mechanics it still has to be uh the brain in there you know you, you still have to have feel you still you need to use your instincts um, to, to, to you know to pull out the shot that you want. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not uh, you know near a golfer like, like like the really great golfers. I mean, I'm a I'm a steady amateur golfer, but I can't move the ball right to left or left to right when I want to. So I have to try to put up with what I can do and what I feel comfortable doing, and try to miss in the wrong in the in the, in the right spot instead of uh, the wrong spot. At least make try to you know make sure that I, I make par. But um, I, I think that. Uh, the golf is the hardest game that way is because there's so much time to think that I think you start overthinking a lot of things instead of just saying, Hey, I practice this. This is my best shot. This is what I should do. And I need to just get set and, and just hit it. And uh, I think <laughs> that's why I think golf is so hard. I think there's no question in my mind that it is the hardest game in the world because it looks so simple and you do it, you know what, even your repetition, how, and I mean, I watch the greatest golfers in the world, uh, you know, shoot 62 one day and then shoot 75 the next day. Now, how is that possible when they've got the greatest golf swing that you can have? How can the ball not go, in the, you know, this, the scoring not go the same each and every day? And that's what really is mind-boggling in the game of golf. Well, you know, and talk about knowing what you did. I'm, I'm looking at uh, remembering some of your stats. You were the first player, Bernie, in NHL has, history to record 50 assists in 10 consecutive seasons, and you also scored over 30 goals in, I think, 13 of the 15 years that you played. And 
uh, I mean, just to be able to do what you did for as long as you did is, uh, oh man, just a great testimony to your skill level. And if you, do you ever think if you were playing today, how much money <laughs> you'd make? It just makes me laugh because they'd have to back the truck up to your house. Well, it would be awful nice, but I mean, again, I think we all, all of us old guys, I mean, you're no different too, Jay, going through your career when you see the persons they're playing for now is it's kind of what, you know what, uh, I think we, we all feel, and you, I'm sure you feel the same way because we've talked about it, is that you know, we've set the table for uh, the players that have uh, have come after us, and, and, you know, it was a struggle for all of us uh, through the years to, to uh, you know, try to, you know, sustain a living for the family and, and uh, again, you know, you're going from contract to contract for us at least is trying to be as consistent as you can. And I think that's, you know, in, in, in your sport at the time, you're just trying to make cuts to make sure you're bringing a paycheck home uh, every week. And we're doing the same thing and you're trying to be consistent enough so that uh, you can get an ex- another contract for the next year or for the next three years, whatever you can, can get on and until uh, you know that uh, you've come to the time where you can't do it. And, you know, in our day, we all had to look for other jobs after it was done because obviously we didn't make enough in our careers. But, uh, you know, the guys are very, very fortunate now. I mean, it's, it's great that uh, the public has embraced uh, uh, all the sports the way they have. I mean, everybody loves to watch them. I mean, uh, the television contracts are fantastic for the players. So the, the stands are full. Um, you're watching the PGA today. I mean, this crowds are, uh, like, unbelievable. So uh, it's a great, great thing. And, yes, it would have been nice to play in this era so that, we could have made some of that, those big paychecks, but you know what? Timing is everything, and unfortunately, um, we didn't get to the big bucks like they did, but uh, I think we're very fortunate that we were able to play the game that uh, we really loved, and uh, we were able to make a living, and maybe not the great living that they're making now, but it was still a much better living than a, a lot of different things that we could have done in our lives. What a great interview with Bernie. We'll talk about that when we come back to the 19th hole. That'll do it, Pearly, for uh, the back nine. Stay with us. 101 ESPN, this is Golf with Jay Delsing. Now that spring is here, if you're like me, you're looking at ways to freshen up your home. So I want to tell you about Jerseyville Carpet and Furniture Gallery. They have the largest selection of Lazy Boy and Flex Steel furniture with a full-service Mohawk color center including carpet, hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring, and they offer professional installation. They've got sofas starting at $377, Lazy Boy recliners regularly $1,593 for only $798. The great thing about Jerseyville is that they offer delivery and setup, and they haul off your old furniture for free. Jerseyville has been family-owned since 1973, starting with Danny Caps. Come on by and talk to Danny's sons, Matt or Jared Caps, or one of the designers for in-home consultations, you can visit their website at www.jerseyvillecarpetfurniture.net. Spring is here, and if you're in the market for a new home, you've got to call my friend Joe Schieser at USA Mortgage. He's been a loan officer for 26 years here in St. Louis. He's closed over $500 million worth of loans and specializes in pairing the right loan program for each borrower. He has unique loans for first-time borrowers as well, for VA loans for veterans, uh, no-cost loans and for refinances, and cash-out opportunities to pay off credit card debt or to make some home improvements. Don't pass up the chance to improve your financial position while the rates are still low. I'm actually in the process of trying to go from a 30-year fix to a 15-year fix, and it's all because of Joe. Call Joe at 314-628-2015 today. It's time for the 19th hole on Golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Mike Duffy's Pub & Grill. Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. Well, thanks for staying with us. We just finished 18 holes of golf, and now we're headed to uh, our favorite part of the day, probably the 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, here with my buddy John Perlis. And uh, Mike Duffy's is our new official sponsor of the 19th hole. And we are going to announce our first get-together at their Kirkwood store, May 30th, from 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock. Pearlie and I will be there, and we're going to be trying to buy anybody that comes in there a beer and talk about golf. We're going to tackle you. We will we'll <laughs> sit on you and make you talk about golf even if you don't want to. I'm looking forward to it. I think that's yep. going to be just a uh, great kickoff for uh, the uh, the show hitting the road. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you don't know anything about Mike's, um, 1986 uh, is the first store open. Again, we're going into the Kirkwood location on May 30th, and the uh, Kirkwood store was their first one that opened, and they had a simple plan. Uh, They wanted a comfortable place to hang out where you could watch your game, uh, have good food served you by good people. So mission accomplished. Um, you got to check out their daily specials. They have trivia nights. There's live music. Um, there's um, all sorts of a uh, huge selection of beer, and we might have to try a couple of those on May. Should 30th. we do some uh, golf trivia that night too, just to get everybody uh, kind of fired up? You got to think about. Well, uh, good what? <laughs> we can put you in charge of that. I'll be in charge. All of right, Pearl is in charge of golf trivia. So um, come see us at Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill. Um, the original neighborhood place in Kirkwood, May 30th from 5 to 7. It's going to be fun. All right, cool. Um, that Federko interview, what a uh, great dude he is. Uh, he's such a good guy. I, you've been good enough to include me in, in, in some rounds of golf with uh, him and another couple of your buddies. He's fun to play golf with. He's fun to be and easy to be around. I personally think his wife is fantastic, too. Bernadette is just an absolute blast. And what good kids he's got. I well, mean, they're not you, kids anymore. They're grown men. But, I mean, what, what, a, what a solid family the guy's and got. And you've got to love a couple named Bernie and Bernadette. Because if you get confused, you just shorten it a little bit and say, Bernie, and anybody can answer you. It's perfect. Well, and they've got the sense of humor, uh, both of them, especially Bernadette, I think, to, uh, to go with that whole story. Yep, yep. So, um, great stuff. Well... You know, for for someone who is kind of looked at as the first real prominent, great blues player, uh, Bernie's record is outstanding. He's great in the community. Um, No one would be more excited to have the blues hoist the Stanley Cup than Bernie. And um, let's just hope, man, I hope we do. I mean, I've been able to enjoy a few World Series parties. They're not going to come. They're not going to hold a candle to the to the, <laughs> to to the stand. There is no chance in hell. So good luck to the Blues. Well, when they look good, they are they are really looking good. So hopefully yeah. they can have some more time like that. It's uh, even as a Effingham, Illinois person, I'm certainly following them, and it's an awful lot of fun watching them. All right, good stuff. I uh, got to sit down with Carol Frommuth, uh, who founded the Accelerated Golf Tour. Um, which is actually approved by the AJGA. And so um, here's an interview with Carol Frommuth. You um, you were around the PGA Junior program when I was playing. You were instrumental in – you've been instrumental in golf in St. Louis for as long as I can remember. Your son, Mike, was an excellent player. Your daughter, Susan, got a scholarship to uh, Ohio State and is still in – and both are still in the golf business. Mike is with our, our sponsor – Golf Tech, and um, your daughter is at St. Louis Country Club, I believe, uh, helping people with their game, correct? Yep, that is correct. And they uh, they both love the game and have a passion for it, as you do. And so that's what they chose to be involved with, to earn a living. And um, it's uh, it's fun. We just had dinner the other night for Mother's Day, and it was um, they throw things back and forth to each other about you know, what to do in this situation and so forth. So, it, it, yeah, it's it's been a good good time for them both. Uh, well, terrific. So tell us a little bit about the Accelerated Golf Tour. Okay. This, we are entering our uh, ninth season, and uh, I started it primarily because the um, the tournaments that you have to go out of town for are rather, they're very expensive, and so I wanted to give the kids an alternative for um, the top um, players in high school and the collegiate player because the collegiate player really doesn't have uh, a whole lot except for open qualifies, qualifiers and amateur qualifiers. So they need to take sh- uh, keep sharp in the summertime and to improve so they're ready to go in the fall, and it's turned out that way. The um, I've seen so many kids um, play the two-day tournaments, and we play at very nice courses throughout the metro area and um they can't they can't say enough about how much it's helped their game to go back and and start playing collegiately in the fall and of course the high school kids are uh, i've seen a lot of improvement with them and we we have sort of a unique program it's uh two-day tournaments and uh the awards no more trophies and medals we give gift certificates in the pro shop which is legal for the high school player and uh they have learned to sh- to uh 
first, second, and third places, actually, they love to go shopping in the pro shops. And it helps uh, the pro shops, too, at the same time uh, on their merchandise level. And um, so, yeah, it, and they all get a, uh, for $150, a tournament, if they play in three, you can't beat the price, really. And uh, we play collegiate yardage, which is what the the uh, college coaches would want. Would they want to see scores on the yardages that they play and uh, the main thing is that they want to see what you do in two days you know if you have a bad day to come back as you well know being on the pros you got to come back and dig deep and and try to do better that next day so uh that's uh that's what they look for very definitely and they're very i i have a scholarship sem too um in the summertime, I mean, in the, uh, in the winter, in the fall, and it's represented by all the different divisions and it's well worth, it's free for the kids. Uh, this year it's going to be November 30th at Visitation Academy. And, now, uh, Carol, you have nine events this year, right? Yes, we do. And, uh, one of which is going to be, it's a preview for the high school girls championship. It's going to be at Silo Ridge and Bolivar. So oh. I'm trying, I did that last year at Swope Park for the uh, class um, two high school girls, and we're sort of going to try it again d- down in the uh, um, southwestern uh, part of the state for um, the, a preview. And I think it, the kids have an interest. In fact, they asked if I was going to do something for that. So, yes, we're uh, going to do that. And we have we have very good courses. Um, I, that's one of my, uh, and the Facilities here in town are very um, anxious to host them. They like them, and uh, because the, of the quality of player that we present to them. That's terrific. Now this is for boys and girls, and um, tell us the ages, and then tell us how they can find out about you and how they can get involved. Okay. Well, it's the uh, Accelerated Golf Tour, and uh, you can go online, acceleratedgolftour.org, and it tells you. Uh, gives you the schedule and um, how you enter, which is all online. And um, what else, uh, uh, it's for the, uh, the ages. I don't really have a lower limit. If they can keep up, if I've had 7th and 8th graders play in this that are aspiring to be, you know, a good high school player and then hopefully playing in college. So if they can keep up and shoot um, – you know, 90 and under for the boys or 100 and under for girls, that's fine because uh, we have plenty of qualified rules officials out on the uh, course and they keep the pace of play going. And it's uh, so we don't have really long six-hour rounds at all. Sometimes at Dalhousie it gets a little long because that's a tough course to even just walk. So, uh, but otherwise we... Um, and it's for the the high school player and um, the collegiate player. And they can play following their year of graduation from college. They can play in that summer if they so desire. Well, thanks, Carol, and thanks for what you do for golf and what you have done for golf in uh, St. Louis for many years. Uh, this tip of the week I came up with this week, Pearl. Um, so I, um, my business the corporate entertainment hospitality, I get a chance to play with a bunch of amateurs at some really cool places all around the country. And this is one of the things that I notice that happens with them more times than not. And it's how, you know, it's it's called grip pressure, but it's really just about squeezing the hell out of the grip end of the club. And you, the, the rule of thought is if you squeeze the club as hard as you can, and we'll call that a 10, and then if you hold it so lightly that when you swing it, it flies out of your hand, that's a one. We want to be in that three or four range. And the reason being is that it, it allows you so much more feel when you swing. And it also, you're not so tense. You get a lot more club head speed. You'll get tons more speed. Yeah. So but what happens it. when you let go of that pressure? And I know there's kind of a saying on the tour, but you let go of that pressure and then you don't feel like you have control. Right. That's when you usually play your best. Exactly. So you kind of have to give up that control to get control. That's what I used to hear you guys talking about. Right. And it's kind of a strange concept. 
goes back to the the question we had earlier in the show, uh, you know, to, to some degree, but somehow let that and that, that dynamic starts kicking in when you don't have all that grip pressure because then your your forearms, your shoulders, everything isn't all tight. And when your grip pressure is tight, all those things are tight. I'll tell you this. Jack Nicholas called Greg Norman the night before. I believe it was the 1986. Again, we're not accurate on any of these dates. In the and 80s. Stuff, it was in the it 80s. Was somewhere back. It was, it was not today. It happened before today. But Norman was uh, had an opportunity to win a major championship, and he had lots of opportunities to yes, win major championships that he did not do or not, not win. And Jack said to him, you need to focus tomorrow on your grip pressure. I notice when you start coming down the stretch, you try to close out these tournaments, it looks like you're just squeezing that thing to death. And he actually went on to win his first major. He's won two major championships, both British Opens. But he went on to win, and he told everyone that story. I did not. I don't remember that story. That's absolutely awesome. But what a great thing. You know, Rotella would say, too, Focus. If you have to focus on anything, figure out one thing. Yep. That's a pretty good one to to think about. I think it goes through the bag. I yeah. mean, it goes through the bag. You know, you get a you get a tough little pitch that you got to hit over a bunker from a bad line. The first thing that I want to do is in my right hand. I want to just squeeze the daylights out yeah. of that grip. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, all the dynamic, all the flow. Uh, you and I used to talk about this all the yeah. time. There's really no straight lines. It's all right. circles. And so all try to draw a nice circle on a piece of paper. When you're gripping the pen or pencil as hard as uh, as hard as you possibly can, you're going to end up with straight lines, and it's not going to be this nice flowy thing. Really relax, grab that pen or or a pencil, and you can draw that circle and draw those curves all day long. Think about this: when Michael Jordan was shooting a free throw, did he, was there any rigidity in his hand? How about uh, take, Steph pay, Curry, baby? Steph Curry, is there any rigidity ever in, the, in his body in and, the whole game? And that's basketball. Take the best pitchers. Take the best batters. You're going to have one of the best pitchers coming up, aren't you? Yeah, we we certainly are. I'm going to get to interview uh, Chris Carpenter um, uh, just next week, and I can't wait. Um, well, that's a perfect question. I know you're going to kind of ask that question anyway, but talk about uh, yeah, absolutely kind of the, the whole feel. And you're not going to get that flow when you're all grabbing a hold of that thing. Well, think about a, a pitcher that wants to wing this thing in there at 100 miles plus or whatever, as fast as he can or as hard as he can. Is he going to try to be rigid or smooth? And so, you know, and that arm's going to be almost whip-like coming yep, in there. For sure. Yeah, so um, – yeah, so that's the that is the most universal best tip I've ever been given, and I can I bet I tell people this I don't know how many times. So I'm gonna just throw this on you. Can you think of a time when that helped you when you were out on the golf course? I can tell you, I was coming down uh, the fifteenth hole at um, oh man, Hard Scrabble, Hard Scrabble Country Club down in Fort Smith when I won uh, my first tournament. And it was the 16th, 15th hole on Sunday, and I had a lie that I was like, oh, no. I hated the lie. And something came over me that said, just be soft and smooth as you can. And, and man, I, I, I pitched it up there like three feet from the hole and tapped it in for, for a par and went on to win. And, and I did a, had a similar situation down at Memphis one year where I was Another place that you played fretting well. Fretting, and that's two. <laughs> two that you can think of right now. There was probably a couple there more. There was probably three. Um, <laughs> it was one of those deals where I, I had hit this really poor shot, and I started to just kind of get down. I went, I got this. I'm going to be soft and flowy, and, and I pitched it in from over a bunker, and, yeah, I remember that. Those are There's two. That's a, th- those are two good stories. That's what it's about is, yeah. uh, is, is having that flow. I know when we were out there, you and I used to do a thing on the, on the driving range. And we kind of took it off of uh, Caddyshack, Fanana. Yep. And sure literally, just uh, what we would do is I'd throw a ball in front of Jay, he'd be on the range, and things weren't going well. And he's probably thinking of his, uh, his swing too much. And I'd say, just start swinging at these balls. And I would tell him on his downswing what he was supposed to do with the golf ball. Meaning, like high draw, high. low fade. Yeah. Those okay. are some of the best shots I hit all day. Exactly. But it was such a way to free you up. And we've got some. Can you believe they wouldn't let us do that in a tournament? Wouldn't let you just roll one out there for me and let me hit it. <laughs> no, but maybe we should have in the tournament. I know. I called a shot on the downswing. I know. That would have tested you. I can remember one time oh. I got to call the shot before you hit it. Yeah. That was hard enough for yeah. you. That yeah. Actually, yeah, I didn't that like was that. too hard for you. You no. didn't like giving up that control. No, I didn't. You know what? That's going to wrap up the 19th hole and this show. Dang Man, it. We were just thing, getting on a good topic this, there. This thing went fast. Um, 
Pearl, thanks for being with us and spending your morning with me. Uh, Big Sizzle, thanks for running the board for us. And um, we want to hear from you, so write to us, jay at jdelsingolf.com. And hit them straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday from 7 to 8 for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com, as well as at jdelsinggolf.com. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. And right now you can save when you shop your faves. Just buy six or more participating sale items and save 50 cents each with your card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.